1: This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're going to spend our time in just one verse. Mark chapter 13, verse 14. In the middle of Jesus' last week in Jerusalem, leading up to the crucifixion, Jesus took a moment to pull back the veil and give a glimpse of what was going to come to pass in the future. This has become known as the Olivet Discourse, and it includes an unprecedented time of trouble upon the earth before Jesus returns. Verse 14 is where Jesus taught that an event he called the abomination of desolation would occur. And this raises some questions. What is this event referring to? Has it already happened, or is it yet to come? Well, This wasn't the first reference to these events. The prophet Daniel was used by God to reveal things about the end times also. So Pastor Jim is going to go there this week to shed light upon what Jesus taught about it and bring them together to more clearly understand things that will come to pass before Christ's return. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, The Abomination of Desolation. Jesus spoke
0: of that coming time of horror in the world and especially focusing on Israel, spoken of by Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, and others. When we entered this chapter, which is Mark's uh, record of it, Matthew 24 and 25 is a little more uh, thorough, I told you that I refer to the Olivet Discourse as the nexus of Bible prophecy or grand central station of Bible prophecy. There's so much that the Bible says But all the pieces connect, if you will, through the junction box of the Olivet Discourse. Well, within the Olivet Discourse, I would say that our verse for today is the anchor point of the nexus of Bible prophecy. We just saw in verses 4 through 13 what Jesus described as the beginning of birth pangs, like the labor pains that begin just before uh, the end of the pregnancy, just before the child is born. There will be these things that will happen and like labor pains, in ever-increasing intensity and painfulness leading up to the culmination. The first specific sign, so there'll be wars and rumors of war, false prophets, a lot of general things that are going to happen and they will be getting worse and worse, but the first specific sign of the coming of Jesus Christ to set up His kingdom on earth, is the abomination of desolation. And today, we study that predicted event. Now, pretty easy to outline this because it's only one verse. Uh, We'll look at what did Daniel say about it. That'll take us to Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. And then, what did Jesus say about it, which is our text in... uh, Daniel, or In Mark chapter 13, verse 14. Well, what did Daniel say about it? Key phrase, abomination of desolation. Something abominable is going to happen, and it's going to bring desolation in a specific place. That phrase and variations of it is used to describe the desecration of the temple in Jerusalem. It is applied to two events. Both specifically prophesied in the Bible. One has happened in history. The other is future. And Jesus is referring to the one in the future. I want to take you back to Daniel. I'm not going to, don't have anywhere near enough time to sweep through the whole context in Daniel. But I want to take you back to a text in, in Daniel, um, chapter 8. They're in the midst of visions that Daniel saw. And remember, he was a prophet during the exile. Daniel saw some things that symbolically portrayed the sequence of world empires. Get yourself a good study Bible and go read through Daniel and read the notes. You're going to know more than uh, most people if you actually will do that. And he is going to see in this sequence of images... A little horn, which is part of the image that he saw of a goat. Are you getting spiritual goosebumps yet? A little horn that grew up from the goat, which represents the empire of Greece, which grew out of the Medo Persian Empire. Now, there hadn't been a Medo Persian Empire by that time, there hadn't been a Greek Empire by that time, but God gave Daniel this uh, prediction. We'll pick it up when Daniel's prophecy predicts not only that series of empires, but splitting up the empire of Greece into four parts following the death of Alexander the Great. Now, you may not catch every detail, but um, look with me. Daniel 8, starting at verse 8 and going through verse 14. Then the male goat magnified himself exceedingly. That's the, the, the sudden spread of the Greek empire. But as soon as he was mighty, the large horn was broken, and in its place there came up four conspicuous horns toward the four winds of heaven. Out of one of them came forth a rather small horn, which grew exceedingly great toward the south, toward the east, and toward the beautiful land. It grew up to the host of heaven and caused some of the host of heaven and some of the stars, to fall to the earth. And it trampled them down. It even magnified itself to be equal with the commander of the host and removed the regular sacrifice from him. And the place of his sanctuary was thrown down. And on account of the transgression, the host will be given over to the horn along with the regular sacrifice, and it will fling them to the ground and perform its will and prosper." Then I heard a holy one speaking, and another holy one said to that particular one who was speaking, how long will the vision about the regular sacrifice apply, while the transgression causes horror, so as to allow both the holy place and the host to be trampled? He said to me, for 2,300 evenings and mornings, then the holy place will be properly restored. Got it? Clear, right? Greece is going to become really big, and when it gets to its greatest, it's going to split into four parts. Alexander the Great makes it, makes it great, and then it's split up. And out of one of those uh, quarters, of, if you will, of the remaining empire of Alexander the Great, comes this little horn, as he's usually referred to in Bible prophecy. That refers to a king named Antiochus Epiphanes. He rose from the third division of the empire of Alexander the Great to rule the Syrian division, and he ruled it from 175 to 164 B.C. Now, embedded in that text we read in Daniel 8, was the phrase he caused some of the hosts and some of the stars to fall down to the earth and he trampled them down? That's terminology, the stars of the earth, and that's terminology from Genesis, referring to Jacob's family as stars. In other words, this guy's going to be really awful to Israel. That's what this. Uh, that's what that text is saying. There's going to be some extreme persecution of the Jews. And he gets even more specific. it's going to have to do with the temple and the sanctuary and the sacrifices. Daniel gives more details of that prophecy, of the evil exploits of Antiochus' Epiphanes. It's in Daniel 11:2 through35, and don't worry, I'm not going to read you 34 verses from Daniel. But Daniel 11:31 describes the, the, the desecration of the temple done by Antiochus Epiphanes. Daniel 11:31 and forces from him will arise, desecrate the sanctuary fortress, and do away with the regular sacrifice, and they will set up the abomination of desolation. So there's that term, Daniel 9, here again Daniel 11, and Jesus refers to it. By the way, there's a historical record of this in the book of Maccabees, a non-inspired book of part of the history of the Jews, but uh, that part of it The history is helpful to us. And what you have here, when you put this together, let's take a step back and not get bogged down in the details. You have here an example of remarkable precision within God's Word. The predicted time span that Antiochus would put the temple out of business is 2,300 days or... Six and a third years. Now, if you try to convert the dates to our calendar, you'll probably get a headache, but those who have endured the headache tell us. The end of the sacrifices came September 6th by what would be 171 B.C. on our calendar and ended December 25th in 164 or 2,300 days later. Well, how do you predict... That a guy nobody's ever heard of who hasn't been born yet and won't be born for centuries would take over the rule of a king that nobody's heard of in an empire that doesn't exist yet and do exactly this in exactly that place for 2,300 days. Why, you would have to be in charge of human history to be able to know that. And God did it. Now, after the death of Antiochus Epiphanes, the Jews celebrated a re-cleansing of their holy place and they celebrated it with what they call the Feast of Lights. You probably know it by the word Hanukkah. That followed the restoration which was led by a priest named Judas Maccabeus. That's why they call those books Maccabees, the days of the Maccabees. It's not honey-flavored mac and cheese. It's, it's a person that they're talking about. Now, all the disciples sitting there listening that night to Jesus, they knew that story. That was part of their history. Hanukkah or the Feast of Lights is the, the well-known Jewish feast which is not prescribed anywhere in the Old Testament because it was a celebration of something that happened after the last page of the Old Testament was written.